Hello everyone, welcome to another show where we're talking World Cup, joined by Sabi Asan and Anand, and this is Sakib hosting the show. A lot has happened guys since we last spoke, uh, I know it was almost uh, before the India-Pakistan clash, but here we are, Anand, uh, England has lost two matches in a row and now from firm favourites, people are talking elimination, people are talking different scenarios, how does Pakistan get in, Sri Lanka has a chance, West Indies are back in the equation, someone stopped them from the airport, hey come back, you guys are still in it. And uh, what do you make of today's match? Yeah, I think the tournament's come, come alive thanks to England. Uh, we can always count on England to make uh, all, all these tournaments exciting. Uh, I think this is really on England. Uh, across, I mean, all the results, I think, have followed form for the most part, the way I've seen it. But England has been the one that has been consistently uh, losing to teams that we thought they would beat. And that is what's kept this whole tournament alive. Um, Australia, New Zealand, India, those were the three other top teams. They have won everything that they were supposed to win. So, England's the one that's not kept its end of the bargain. Okay, I'll bring Sabi in, but I'll add, I think losing to Pakistan was an anomaly. But, you know, you associate those kind of results with Pakistan. But Sri Lanka hit all the high notes out of nowhere to win that match. And now England finds themselves, you know, uh, fighting for survival. So, Sabi, I know you have said Australia... Before we started doing the podcast, Australia would be one of the favourites and they'll peak at the right time. So, do you think they're peaking uh, at the right time or do you think it's more like England also making bad decisions with the toss and then, uh, you know, their batting did not show up or uh, what's your take on today's match? No, I thought England decision to ball first was the right one, especially uh, the condition right now where there, there was some rain in the morning and uh, cloudy overcast condition it's just that they were not able to execute their plans right uh, it was it was one of those wickets where you need a test kind of bowlers you know who, who pitch the ball up and so the ball can swing and seam but they just ball too short and uh, they gave Australia a chance uh, to basically do not lose any wicket and that's what Finch and Warner did they played excellently but I think it was England baller who who should have done much better. Uh, if you look at how the Australia board, you know, they're, they're test bowlers, you know, they have um, Mitchell Stark and, and Cummins. Uh, Mitchell Stark bowled it really, really up and, and let the ball swing. And that's how he got Root out. Uh, and if you look at the Bendroff as well, you know, he was seaming the ball, he was swinging the ball, and the way he got out wins and other batsmen. It was just like a test, classic test match balling. All right, so Anand, uh, if you want to add something, I'm sure you have some thoughts, but uh, adding to what Sabi said, uh, you know, weigh on that little bit. And then uh, do England hit the panic button now against India? You know, does Jason Roy come back earlier than expected? What are you hearing and what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think England made a few tactical mistakes. Uh, Sabi was right. Uh, they, they were bowling the wrong lengths in the beginning, but they were also starting to bowl the wrong bowlers. Uh, they gave Moin Ali six overs to bowl and Ben Stokes also bowled only six overs. And I would say Ben Stokes wa- was the best bowler today for England and he didn't get to finish his quarter. You could also see Chris Wokes, another guy who pitches it up. He was this, arguably the second best bowler uh, uh, for their attack. So uh, definitely, I think they, they went wrong with how they, I, I guess, divided up the overs uh, uh, among their bowlers. Um, I don't think England is out by any means because they started strong. They have the four wins um, in their kitty. All they need is to win one more. Um, And I can see them beating a team like New Zealand because by the time they play in New Zealand, New Zealand is probably going to be at that point where they're not going to overexert themselves. I know that's not the way New Zealand plays their cricket, 
but you can say England is going to be fired up for that game. And if they do win that game, I think they're favourites to go through. Look, there are a lot of what-ifs, Anand, for that. Uh, you're right. Absolutely, mathematically, they can win one game and lose the other one and still qualify. But that equation would need Sri Lanka, Bangladesh and Pakistan each to lose one game. So when they play New Zealand and if Pakistan is still in the hunt or uh, uh, Bangladesh is still in the hunt, vice versa, then that match has so much more pressure because then that match, you know, you know, uh, you may still miss out because someone has a chance to get 11 points. So, yeah, I think it's going to be very fascinating. My two cents are, I think if they get in, they they are the team to beat. They're still very dangerous. It's just like Andy Murray winning Wimbledon. You know, he had to win a five-set against Verdasco. I know that's individual sport. Uh, they've never won anything of this magnitude. They're at home. People are talking about 500. Now that, you know, they can miss it. But I think if they get in, I think they'll run the table. So, so I think I'll just add a couple of things there. Um, one about losing. Losing is not an issue. The problem was the way they came out and tried to attack Australian ballers on a condition, on, on, a, on, a, on a balling-friendly condition. They should have just tried to stay there for first 10, 15 hours and then attack. I mean, if you look at the Morgan even, you know, when he came in, the first ball he played against Stark, he was completely, you know, uh, not in a position to play. Uh, his his foot was going down on a wrong line and it was like, you know, he was he was a little bit, uh, I, I think against the pace, he was, he was not feeling well. And then a short ball. I mean, everybody knows that he's weak against short ball. But should he really play attacking short against Stark on a short ball? Could he have just ducked duck, duck down and, and wait for the other ballers to come down? And the way they lost against Sri Lanka, I mean, chasing 230-odd against a Sri Lankan attack on a, on a good batting wicket, they should not have lost that match. Uh, I think England is in serious under pressure right now. You know, in a home condition, a team who should have qualified it easily, now, now winning two out of two is not easy. And that's where the pressure comes on. I, I don't disagree with uh, Sabi here. I, one of the things to note is all three matches they've lost, they've lost chasing. If you recall, the last time we had this podcast, one of the things we talked about was scoreboard pressure. England is facing scoreboard pressure no matter what the score is. And that's not a good sign for them when they get to a semi-final or a final. No matter how dangerous they are, if they can't handle a pressure in, in a league stage, I, I don't know how they can do it in a semi-final match. All right, so let's change... Uh... The conversation to the big match coming up on Sunday, Anand. I don't think we'll be doing a podcast before that. India versus England, you know. Uh, for England, this is the final before the semis, pretty much. You have to go through the team that was, you know, supposed to meet you, if not in the semis or in the finals. Now you have to beat India in a very, very meaningful match. So what are your thoughts uh, with that mindset? I know you said India were beaten by England in the bilateral, you know, matchup last year when India was touring. But this is ICC, this is World Cup. England is number one team, you know, expected to win. So break that break break that match down for us, especially after what India did against uh, Afghanistan. I don't want to get too uh, far ahead, Sakib. Uh, what if India loses to West Indies next match, right? And then at that point, India has played a bad match against Afghanistan and lost to West Indies, and then they they go into uh, a match against England with low confidence. So th- there's a lot of dynamics at play here. Uh, on paper today. I would say um, India is the favorite against England. Uh, but I also think if West Indies shows up somehow, as they can sometimes, India can actually be in trouble too. Okay, but uh, go back to, I mean, yeah, that's a very valid point. West Indies are known to, you know, wreck the party and, you know, they, they, they'll be playing with house money because they just got back into this thing. 
after that uh, great effort you know the other day when they fell short by five runs but india versus england so where you think pressure wise because england is facing the situation they are india as a favorite or had england secured semi final spot already how different would that match up be then yeah well, one of the things that i always thought why england might beat in india before the tournament started is because england actually has better players of spin bowling than india does and uh, we rely india relies a lot on uh, kuldeep and yoswendra in the middle overs to take wickets and if you look at england's lineup all the way down to moin ali they're very strong players of spin and this is why i thought that middle over stranglehold that india uh, has on other teams may not come to fruition hmm. the match against sri lanka has somewhat changed my opinion about england maybe it's different in a world cup and that's what i am waiting to see sabhi you want to add uh, how you see the india england match coming up of course anand said there's india west indies that could have an impact but how do you see suppose if india england match was tomorrow how do you see both teams approaching that match and uh, when we recorded many podcasts you know leading up to this world cup you i everybody thought it was england then there was like a lot of gap and then india and now things stand uh, a lot differently one must think see that the the problem here is uh, i don't think india is in trouble at all so they will they don't have any pressure at all while playing against england i think it's all england uh, you know everybody is looking at them whole world is looking at them you know most of the countries who are playing in the world cup probably want them to lose and and they're playing in front of their home crowd uh, they will be under pressure i don't i don't see how india would be under pressure at all uh, especially in the position they are in right now even if they lose against west indies they they are in, they are they have nine points uh, and they still have two games to go after england so i don't i don't see any kind of pressure for india at, at this time it's all about england you know how they can handle the pressure and how they can win the, that game Okay, so so I, I, let, let me add this. So, so what Aran said is right. If India loses West Indies, there could be some pressure, some urgency. If India beats West Indies, they are in semis. Then how do they go in that match? Do they thrash England, make a statement, kick them out of the World Cup? How do you see that match? I think they, I think I have a feeling that they would want England to go get out of the World Cup. So, so you know, at least one good team is out 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 on their way. Okay, uh, what will happen? Let me cut cut the chase. What will happen according to you? I, I think England will will not be able to win. I think the pressure is too much right now on England uh, in front of a huge audience. Uh, I just don't see how England can win that match now. Anand, you agree? One of the X factors in the England lineup is Jason Roy. Uh, they started losing as soon as Jason Roy was uh, gone, and that's something I, I, I am waiting to see what happens when he comes in place of James Vince because Vince has been a complete failure. um so i i i don't disagree with sabhi on the pressure part but sometimes you make a small change and that can inject a different kind of energy into a lineup jason roy has been one of those kinds of players for this english batting lineup uh, their new philosophy of batting hard from the ball one i think even besto bats better when jason roy is at the other end so mm. this is where i think uh, there could be a difference i mean definitely i mean if you if you have uh, jason roy in the team uh, it it does put pressure uh, there's a lot of pressure right now on Bestro as i was saying there's a lot of pressure on Rohit Sharma as well and Dhawan is out uh, so so it does make a difference but uh, Jason Roy is not a very good player spin bowling as well so I, he would be troubled uh, by Kuldeep and Chahal um, maybe Chahal would open the bowling when when if Jason Roy is playing uh, as Shadab did and and Imran Tahir did as well and uh, So England is still a very good team it's not don't don't get me wrong but there's a lot of pressure and that that's the only problem can they handle the pressure and, and, and if they can if they can somehow win 
Yeah, I think I think if they get in, either way, if suppose they get in beating New Zealand, that's my humble opinion. They'll run the table because they are the team nobody would want to play. Then because all of a sudden they were one, now they'll get in as four. So Anand Sabi was saying, uh, what are our thoughts? And I'll give it to you. Uh, India did a close escape against Afghanistan. Afghanistan, you know, are the poster boys of you know what is right with the sport and just beyond sport. So w- what was that match in a, in a nutshell to you? I mean, did India take them lightly? Of course not. But how did they sneak up on us that way? That you know, that was such a close call. India has a tendency to drop their guard when they're playing lower-ranked teams. Uh, this has happened in past World Cups. They've lost to Bangladesh uh, in the past. Um, they even got into trouble with Kenya once, uh, many World Cups ago. So, the, and Zimbabwe, famously in 1983. But those are different Indian teams, you know. I different mean, teams, but different I think men. That, I think there is a there is a sense of uh, you know the Indian team just playing down to the level sometimes of the opponent. Uh, but I want to bring back something. I give Sabi a lot of credit and I was disagreeing with him, which was uh, how Dhoni is playing these days. In my mind, India scoring, the, the difference between India scoring 224 or 260 or 270 was Dhoni in this match. Not only did he not uh, rotate strike, I think he actually kept Kedar Jadav playing like him in the beginning. Um, and that really made this match competitive in my mind. It was Dhoni. I think a lot of players have called him out on it, including Sachin. Um, hopefully, that's maybe this is, this is the right kind of match that, that where he needed to kind of hear it from everyone and then he's going to change his approach. But uh, that, that was key for me. Look, I asked this to everyone who came on the podcast, Sharan, to Sabi, to Bharat. You know, I said, you know, you, to win a championship, you have to play a complicated, messy game and who will come to the rescue? India luckily played a messy game one. England played a couple of messy games and lost, not to count the Australia loss. So now uh, the conversation has definitely changed. More teams are in it. On that note, let's bring in Shakibul Hassan. I know we were talking again how to prep for this podcast. Mike Hussey and some guys have already said he's player of the World Cup. Uh, how surprised are both you guys, both of you guys to see this? Sabi, you can go first and then Anand, you can add what Shakib has done in this World Cup. I think uh, as far as Sake bowling is concerned, I'm I'm not surprised at all. Uh, he's he has always done well as a bowler, uh, taken crucial wickets and does not give too many runs as well. Uh, the impressive part in this World Cup is the promotion up the order. Uh, he's coming at one down, uh, so management uh, gave him the responsibility to go out there and express himself and show the world that you are the number one in the world. Uh, and and he have taken as a challenge, and I'm to be honest, I'm very very surprised how they have how he has managed himself playing at number three. I never thought that he will do well uh, by playing on top of the order. Uh, so all credit to him, the way he have uh, he have shown the world that he can he can bat at any position uh, in one day match, and and he has been a huge factor in, in Bangladesh. Success uh, by saying that Bangladesh other players are really good as well, so they are they are supporting him as well. If you look at the whole Bangladesh team, they're playing all, all their especially their batsmen. They they have been with uh, with the team for seven to eight years. They are playing together. They have the experience and they are showing right now that how good they are. Uh, it's their bowling which is letting them down, and 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 uh, that's the only reason I think Bangladesh might not be able to make to the same final. Yeah, I, I think he's the greatest spin bowling all rounder in the history of one day cricket. Um, I don't, Come on. Th- I don't, I don't <laughs> think, I don't think people give him enough credit. Performing in a World Cup like this puts him right in the middle of that spotlight, and I don't think anyone will argue this after that. 
Uh, scoring 500 plus runs in a World Cup is not, not has not been done in the past before. Agreed, this is a high scoring World Cup. Oh, and more matches too. I mean, usually. But they've only. Shakib has actually played one less match and he's already above that. Uh, 350s, 200s. Um, and he's 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 not failed. So no, no, I, my knock is not on him. I think he's had a f- tremendous World Cup. But carry on, yeah. I was well, just saying this format allows you to play more matches. So I was telling you, Sakib, today. One of the things I noticed, I listened to a few analysts, and they were asked about Shakib. And one of the analysts actually said, I think it was Murli Karthik. He said, definitely he'd be one of Bangladesh's greatest players ever. And I just heard that, and I said, really. That's that's the best you can come up with because honestly I cannot think of in the history of one day cricket a single spin bowling all rounder who's who, who bats better than Shakib and actually is as effective as a bowler. All right, so what does this do to Bangladesh cricket again? Uh, so uh, just just right. to add, I mean, uh, little bit disagrees on Anand about being the best ever, and the only reason I disagree because he has not been uh, performing well as a batsman uh, before this before this tournament. Yes. He have done really well in this World Cup, and uh, there might not be many all-rounders, spinners, all-rounders who have done that well. But uh, but I don't think he he has ever done well as a batsman you know, on a consistently basis. But being a left-arm spinner, uh, he has done reasonably well. Yeah. So Sabi, one thing to note is he was averaging 38 plus before the World Cup as a batsman. He single-handedly won series home and away against New Zealand batting, um, and. Uh, you know, he has had his patches. I, I would agree with you that he hasn't been consistent as a batsman. But any time he hasn't been consistent as a batsman, he's pitched in as a bowler. And for me, that that defines the essence of an all-rounder. He, he's always contributing to a match or, or a series result. But the other part of it is he's, he, he is truly a part of a very mediocre team. And just as we were talking about all the pressure going uh, to one player or, uh, you know, uh, one or two players, Shakib has always felt that in his country and, you know, with his team. So for him to perform at this level and show up at a World Cup for me just makes this this puts the, the seal on things for me with uh, Shakib. So you think, uh, Anand, his legacy would be, you know, served even better if they suppose start sniffing the semifinals, if they, you know, if they win a match? When is the next match, by the way? they Do they play India on Tuesday? I mean, is that the next match? Because that's a huge match. And then I think uh, my favorite match in this tournament is Bangladesh-Pakistan. I think there are no dead rubbers. Even if one team or both teams are eliminated, that match will still have so much riding on it. Sabi can testify because, you know, uh, the Indian hierarchy has always been India and Pakistan in the lead role. And India has been the dominant, you know, cricket you know force in the last few years. Pakistan always have their say they won a champions trophy and then Bangladesh fans are rightfully saying we are the second best team. So I think that match, regardless if the teams are in the World Cup or not, to me that's a match you know that will have a lot of layers to it. And uh, no no team would want to lose, lose that match for various reasons. Sabi, how do you see that match? I know it's still uh, a good week and a half away, but how do you see that match, Bangladesh-Pakistan? Uh, it would be a great match only and only if... Um if Pakistan is still in the tournament, uh, if Pakistan is out of the tournament by then, then I don't think there would be there would be much importance as far as the Pakistanis are concerned. Uh, so I don't think it, so it you are saying you you are saying you know like uh, South Africa teams that are eliminated people will not try if you have lost. You, I don't believe because I've seen Pakistan cricket way before you because I'm your senior and I don't think Pakistan is a team. If suppose they get you know get out of the World Cup losing to New Zealand, I don't think they'll they'll go in with a 
no show performing in Bangladesh. I think they'll fight very hard. They would want to go back home. Even if they go back home with nine points, they want to go back home with some pride. But uh, uh, it, that, that might be true. But I, I, I actually disagree. I, 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 by the way, Pakistan plays, and whenever I have been watching them, uh, they, they come up when, when, when there is something, something they're looking for. But if they are once they are out of the tournament, they, you know, things usually, things usually go really bad. So uh, if, if, if Pakistan and Bangladesh both are in the World Cup by then, and it would virtually be a quarterfinal, then it definitely. Okay, I know Anand wants to say something, but I'll ask one more thing, Sabi. So okay, India Pakistan has so much media hype, and uh, I've seen you know your channels too. When Pakistan loses to India. Uh, all media, you know, is are giving their opinion. All hell breaks loose, and that's how it used to happen when India used to lose cricket matches back in the day. I'm not saying India doesn't lose anymore, but India definitely is more consistent. So, you think if Pakistan is out of the World Cup and then they even lose to Bangladesh, you think that won't be a big talking point? I mean, uh, no, that's, there's a difference right now between Pakistan versus Bangladesh, between Pakistan versus India. If it would have been India and and if Pakistan loses, then, then, then that's a different story altogether. But losing against Bangladesh, if Pakistan is out of the World Cup, I don't think not, not many people cares anyway. Anand, you want to say something to that? Yeah, I, I, I don't disagree. Uh, th- I think the match completely loses meaning for both teams if they're not in uh, in, in the running for the semi-final. Um, I think it will become two teams trying <laughs> trying not to lose rather than one trying to win. Uh, and and But I have to say this about Bangladesh. They have improved so much, and this is not just now. They they have their spells of they lose five five or six matches in a row. But so does Pakistan, by the way. But I, I you know, I just respectfully disagree with you guys. I know you guys are the analysts here, and and know you know some in depth you know analysis that sometimes I fail to see. But I look at this way. Uh, there are two scenarios. Pakistan beats New Zealand tomorrow, and uh, that's why we don't want to talk about that match because by the time most people are listening, that match would be in the books. So that's the podcast technique we use, you know, that's match six, seven hours away. But if Pakistan is still in the tournament, of course, and Bangladesh is out, they have lost to India, they will try their best to knock Pakistan out too because that's, I think that's pride, guys. I mean, uh, these people are playing World Cup. It's not like, okay, let's plan for a movie or we are out. They will try their best to knock Pakistan out. And similarly, had Australia lost today and somehow they were facing elimination, I bet the house on it that Faf, Duplessis and Rabada would have made played their best cricket to take Australia out of the World Cup the with them. The question is, does it hold any meaning for any of us as fans or even for those teams if they don't don't play to win and get to the semi I think it's a fascinating match because I think maybe Pakistan, from Sabi's point, they don't care. But I know a lot of Bangladeshi fans have been saying, we are the second best team, we play more consistent than Pakistan. So I think they would have a point to prove against Pakistan either way. That's how I see. But uh, I think we've weighed enough on this and let's see when this match happens. So uh, let's uh, let's talk about uh, South Africa's departure. I know you both were not too bullish on that, but now they have put in their worst World Cup, I think, since 2003. And looks like the way their draw is, they could just probably go back with one win. Anand, so what really went wrong? Did you, did you think they deserved this kind of uh, performance, given the talent they had? Or you think this is still a letdown? Yeah, they were flat. Uh, they played without passion. Um, I think they were messed up in their minds uh, throughout this tournament did not play to win and uh, the biggest i think the biggest issue was their big strike bowler rabada was uh, not at his best i'm not sure what happened to him some people say that he was overbold because of ipl but if you follow his recent last one year even in test cricket 
he was not actually uh, performing at the same level as he was in the years in the early years of his career. Uh, there has been a decline in his bowling in the last one year. I don't know if it is because other people, uh, the batsmen, have figured out how to play him a bit more, and he needs to reinvent a little bit, or if it has just been a lack of uh, consistent pace. Maybe Sabi, uh, you can chime in on that. Uh, to, to start off with South Africa, I think before the World Cup started, uh, the reason I thought that they they will not do well was their batting. Uh, they had Hashim Amla, who who who's almost um, passed his his best. Uh, he is going to be retired from the World Cup uh, from uh, from the team uh, after the World Cup. Uh, also, he was. Uh, there were there were rumors that he will not be selected for the World Cup team because he was not performing well. On the other hand. Uh, JP Dumney, he was unfit before the World Cup. Uh, he has not been doing well as a batsman, so he was just coming back. Uh, David Miller, he, I never rate him as a one-day batsman. I, I, he has hardly played uh, good innings uh, when he was when he's playing for South Africa. Uh, Macram, he's new. He's a good player. I like him, but but weak against spin bowling uh, and too early um, to get into the one-day team. So they 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 only had a couple of good batsmen uh, to be honest, Duplessis and Decock, and and that's the reason I did not rate him highly. On top of that, they lost uh, Stain right before the World Cup, and then they lost Ingidi as well uh, because of the injuries, and he lost several matches, and he was not fit uh, for the matches he was playing as well. So they really lacked lacked uh, in both bowling and the batting department. So their team was not balanced and unfortunately uh, they did not do well as expected. Okay, guys. So let's wrap this up. few minutes to go. So let's talk about Kohli, Williamson and some of the big guns. So Anand, uh, there has been plenty of Kohli sightings. Uh, but Saki Bhai, just to add about Rabada as well. Uh, sure. Anand was asking. Uh, Rabada is a very good baller. Uh, balls around 90 miles an hour. Uh, but not sure whether he picks the ball a little up or not. You know, he, whenever I have seen him, he is hitting the deck hard as Cummins does. Uh, maybe you know, uh, in England you have to pitch the ball a little up. Uh, you know, in different con- he has been bowling in South Africa or, or other countries. But maybe to to get adjusted in English conditions, you have to pitch the ball a little bit up to be successful in those conditions. And maybe with Stain and and uh, Ingedi not there, there there might be a little bit too much pressure on him. And he was trying to be trying to do a job for South Africa, but because of the pressure, he was not able to handle that. Hmm. Yeah, no it. doubt he'll come back stronger, but th- this team, again, is a young team like Pakistan. Uh, I mean, not counting the fact that there are the older guys phasing out, but there is a young core there, uh, and I think they will get stronger when hmm. they come back. Definitely. All right, so let's talk about some of the big guns. Kane Williamson has really stepped up in the two most important matches. You can say, you know, there was some luck riding for New Zealand, but I mean... Uh, the guy did show up against uh, South Africa and then West Indies, you know, two huge knocks. Uh, there has been few Virat Kohli sightings, Anand, but uh, the man really hasn't put the stamp. But it's all about the wins. He'll happily, you know, get to the final if you know, the team keeps winning. But uh, how do you uh, expect the next few games or the next few weeks uh, shaping up? Do you see any cameos from Kohli or do you think Josh Butler makes an appearance because he's an absentee too so far? Yeah, the batsmen of the World Cup, Sakib, I think you didn't mention, were, uh, for me, are David Warner and Aaron Finch. Um, they, they're leading the char- run charts right now. 
David Warner is an incredible player. Um, I think he uh, he showed in two different formats now, back to back IPL as well as now at the World Cup. He's 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 clearly ahead of the pack right now in terms of number of runs scored. Um, I think he's hungrier than ever. Did well. he have some slow starts by his standards, or did he change his game this time around? He, he did have slow starts, but what he's doing is he's capitalizing, he's accelerating, and he's scoring big. He's he's scoring one fifty plus, and so I I would not grudge the the slow starts. Plus, he has Aaron Finch on the other side who's making up in terms of scoring rate. Um, so it's it, it's been it's been amazing to watch those two bat together. We thought Jason Roy and Besto would be. Uh, the the best openers on, in the tournament, but these two guys are, I think, by far the best right now. Uh, as far as Coley and Williamson's go, and even Joe Root, I have to say, they haven't done anything wrong this tournament. It's just uh, it's been a tournament of mostly batsmen and and I would say uh, openers, uh, open opening batsmen, and then Sharma and well, batting right? collapses. I would say <laughs> um, uh, against pace. Uh, so that that's kind of uh, it, it's a funny kind of tournament right mm. now. Um, so. Uh, nobody's doing anything wrong. They're all playing as expected. Uh, I don't like to give batsmen a whole lot of credit. I usually am the kind of guy who, in this era, at least appreciates bowlers more than the batsmen. Sabi, your thought on uh, who will be the key players to watch as this World Cup comes to a closure with less than two weeks remaining? Who are some of the names you think? I know we are kind of going into prediction mode. Uh, Who do you think will be factors going forward for their teams? Uh... Talk about Pakistan. Yeah, you can start <laughs> with Pakistan, sure. Babar Azam would be the, the player uh, Pakistan is looking for. Uh, he has done well, reasonably well, uh, but he has not uh, done as well as he should have. Uh, he has been getting out after making 50, so he needs to step up and make centuries. And make, if, he, if he scores around 100, uh, even on 110 balls, uh, Pakistan would have a good chance to make 300 runs on the board. Uh, Williamson has been doing really well, and I think Kohli is doing pretty well as well. He did well against Pakistan as well as uh, against Afghanistan and, and and some other matches as well. So he, he has not been doing bad. Uh, it's just that uh, he might not have been getting that much opportunities. Uh, Warner has been doing really well. Well, I think Australia is what Australia is trying to do is not to make sure they don't lose early wickets, and maybe they are not going as hard as they can. Uh, in early, uh, in earlier part of the inning, and to and and then then accelerate, uh, and that's why they are playing. Um, they're making a lot of runs, and and, and uh, their players are uh, not getting out after 40s, 50s. They are making huge runs. Uh, going forward, I think uh, for the team India, uh, Rohit Sharma and and Kohli would be the key. If if India have to go all the way, they both have to perform well. That's that's the only way I can see India winning the World Cup. If 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 one of them even flops. I see a lot of problems for India. Um, New Zealand, uh, Williamson and, and Taylor, uh, both are key members of their team. And uh, I, I feel for New Zealand to win the World Cup or even uh, go into the final, Williamson and Taylor both have to do well. If even one of them fails, they will they will not be able to compete as well. Gaptil is not doing well. Munro is not doing well. Uh, they, they are winning. They are winning, but they are, you know... Yeah, there were some matches where they could have lost. Yeah, they have a big test coming up. So, before we wrap this up, Anand, it's only fair we talk about Carlos Brathwaite. I mean, what, what an innings. I mean, that's just like the heartbreak of the World Cup, but that also brought the World Cup alive. That match has to be mentioned. Yeah, absolutely. For me, it was a match of the World Cup. Um, and Carlos Brathwaite, I was telling you how his method is to go after the bowling in, in what seems like a very irrational way. 
Uh, it worked for him in the T20 final against Ben Stokes when he scored those four sixes in a row. And so people can go back and rip him for trying to hit that six to win the match, but that's the only way he plays. Um, there's no guarantee, had he taken that single, that Trent Bolt wouldn't have gotten him the first ball next over anyway. So um, I, I just think he's an, he's an incredible player to watch on the day that he fires, and unfortunately I think it happens once in two years. Hi guys, I know it's getting pretty late, it's a work week for all of us here, but uh, our passion for cricket keeps us going, so let's talk again. Uh, in a week's time, hopefully, and maybe, you know, get one more guest going. But yeah, the World Cup is really shaping up as we are approaching uh, the closure of the round-robin stage. Thanks for joining and uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Do share these episodes with your friends and we'll be back with one more. Thanks. Thank you.